Welcome to the Plymouth Meeting Church Podcast. Thank you for tuning in. We hope the following message touches your hearts and minds. Amen. Jesus is king. Amen. Jesus is king. Someone put a amen in the chat box. Jesus is king. Now, what exactly do we mean when we say Jesus is is king? Well, for starters, the Bible does talk about the kingdom of of God. Kingdom implies uh, there's there's a king. And the Bible does tell us it is Jesus. Jesus is our king. Of course, it's appropriate to say God is king, uh, but, but Jesus is our king. Now, what do kings do? Kings rule. And Jesus is a different type of king, okay? He, he is different from uh, the, the kings that we know uh, on, on earth and in history and things like that, right? Jesus is different. Jesus rules by redeeming and then governing, okay? And when we say Jesus is our Savior, Jesus is our Lord, Savior, and Lord, this is kind of what we're talking about. This is where this this language comes from. First, Jesus saves, King Jesus saves, and then King Jesus is lording his will and his power, his authority, his way. He is lording over his people, which kind of leads us to the next thing. A king will rule over subjects, right? There are distinct, unique people who belong to King Jesus, special people who live in the kingdom of God. Now, in the Old Testament days, uh, we would think of Israel, Israel, the people of Israel. And, and actually, God, God is Israel's king. And so it was a little bit uh, offensive, not a little bit, it was offensive when Israel asked for their own king. They wanted a human king. God was their king. And then, of course, God's like, you know what, give him a king. And so then they have a monarchy, and and the story of Israel continues there. Um, You know, first with with Saul, and then David, and Solomon, and and so on, right? You know, those those stories. So so there's a kingdom who has a king. A king rules over over subjects. In In the Old Testament, it was Israel. When we get to the New Testament, uh, we now start talking about the church. The church, believers in Jesus Christ, King Jesus Christ people. And you know what? In the kingdom, there are laws. There is a way to live. There, there is a prescribed way of living when we talk about the kingdom of God. King Jesus does have kingdom ethics, and he wants to teach them to his people. Now, he knows we are human, and we actually do a really bad job at being human because of sin. So Jesus renews our heart, and he gives us his Holy Spirit in order to even live out, you know, to to live out these kingdom ethics. It's really cool. We are empowered 
by the Holy Spirit to, to live the kingdom life. Romans 14, 17 says the kingdom is about righteousness, peace, and joy in the Spirit. And finally, kingdom. When we talk about kingdom, it implies domain, space, place. So we're, we're invited to think about the land. We're invited to think about having a theology of place. This is often one of the most neglected aspects uh, when we, of the kingdom. When, when we talk about God's rule and, and reign, sometimes we forget to, to consider the land. In the Old Testament, it, like land was a part of the equation. Israel had dirt, physical dirt to take care of. They, they had fields to watch over, rivers and water and animals to protect and take care of and stewardship and all those things, right? Um, now, now in the church age, the kingdom is, is all over the globe and, it's, and the kingdom is wherever the king's kids go. Uh, it is incarnational in this incarnational experience. Wherever the church is, wherever we go, we represent the kingdom and we are called to take care of this place. We are, we are called to, uh, to be stewards of the land and, and, and we, we live in the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus Jesus taught about the kingdom. The kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is near. It is arriving. It is breaking in. So repent and believe the good news. That comes from Mark 1.15 and a couple other places in the New Testament. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is here. Repent and believe the good news. So we have this, we have this kingdom that is breaking into this world. It's breaking into our lives. But you know, not not only that, Jesus taught about the kingdom, and he's saying, "Hey, yeah, it's breaking in." But then he also asked us, he taught us to pray for its arrival, pray for kingdom to come, for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Kingdom. The kingdom is arriving. Jesus is king. A king implies a kingdom. A kingdom has subjects, subjects who follow the will and the way of the king, who operate in the kingdom, a kingdom that is here it is, it, is, it, is, it is here, it is in our place, it is in our space, uh, but it is a kingdom that is not of this world, it is breaking into this world. And if you're a little bit confused right now, that's okay, because the kingdom is a special topic to talk about in our conversations, in our theology, in our discipleship practices and conversations, understanding the kingdom of God. That it is here, but it's not yet. That it, it's a future reality that is breaking in. That, that it, it happens here on earth, but it's almost like uh, it, it's, 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 it's physical, but it's, it's supernatural at the same time. It's lived out of our lives as we practice 
Jesus. Kingdom is a very important topic, and I encourage you to study the topic of the kingdom of God. If you have a, a Bible that has, uh, you know, in the back of the Bible, there might be an index or, you know, just kind of like important words to know. Uh, flip to the back of your Bible. See if kingdom is there. They might list some verses to check out. Look up verses about the kingdom, the kingdom of God. And you know what? We're invited to chew on all of this. We're invited to think and chew and process. Okay, as a Christian, as a Jesus person, what does it mean to live in the kingdom of God? Now, the kingdom, teaching the kingdom, understanding the kingdom, yes, it might be difficult. And you know what? Jesus knew this. Jesus knew this. And so he has this tactic called parables. Parables. And so um, a parable, uh, the word parable kind of means like to throw alongside, to throw alongside of a, another thing. And um, the, the, the image that comes to my mind, I think of like this massive, super complex highway, uh, and there's a lot going on, a lot of traffic, a lot of coming and going, this massive, super highway. But have you ever been on a, a big highway? And then there's like a fence or some sort of barrier and then right on the other side is this really small local road. Have you ever seen that before? That's what I think about when, when I think about a parable. That the kingdom of God is this massive, complex, super, uh, super important thing that we want to wrestle with and we want to understand. And Jesus knows how complex and, and big it is. But what he's going to do, he's going to break it down and he's going to present it as if it's a simple local road that's traveling right alongside of, of the highway. And so we're in Matthew chapter 13 today. It's uh, Matthew chapter 13. If you have your Bibles, you can turn there, please. Matthew chapter 13. It's the Sabbath day. Jesus has been teaching first at a synagogue and then later at a household. He's healing. He's doing more teaching. And then we see him kind of move on a little bit more. We get to Matthew chapter 13 here, and it says the same day. On this same day, Jesus goes out by the lake, and he does more teaching. Jesus was a phenomenal teacher. People craved his teaching. So now we see Jesus. He's teaching by the lake, the Sea of Galilee. And the crowds start to come in. The crowds start to come in. And, and it's almost like he's, he's on the shoreline. And, and he's like, okay, this isn't going to work. There's a boat nearby. Jesus gets in the boat and, and kind of floats out uh, at a little distance. And what actually happens is he has this natural amphitheater now. Jesus is on a boat. And he's able to project his voice. And, and you know, sound will travel over water, right? And, and, and so the people are there. Uh, it's this natural theater for Jesus. And he continues to teach. He continues to teach people about the kingdom of God. He's teaching in parables. He's teaching about the good and beautiful life. A teaching that, if you hear it correctly, if you receive it, it's going to draw you into repentance. 
but it's also going to point you to good news, good news that you're going to want to believe in. So let's read it here. I'm going to read Matthew 13, verses 1 to 9, and then I'm going to jump down to 18 and read through 23. So here we go. That same day, Jesus went out to the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered around him, so that he got into a boat and sat down. And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Other seeds fell on the rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up, since they have no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and produced grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. Now jumping down to verse 18. Here then, so, so Jesus is with his disciples. He's explaining the parable to them. Here then, the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. That is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation and or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke out the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, in another thirty. This is the parable of the sower or the four soils. So for starters here, Jesus' audience would understand agricultural terms. All right, they, they would understand uh, the farming language. A sower goes out to sow, and there's four different types of soil, four different outcomes with the four different soils. Each soil represents a different person, a different reaction. The seed is the word of the kingdom, the kingdom news, kingdom manifestations, okay? Now, the first soil is the path or the road. It, it, it is the traveling lane, all right? The lane that is beat down, it is worn down. Seeds are broadcasted out and nothing happens to them. There is no chance for germination or anything like that. Birds come by, it's the adversary, and they get picked off. Seeds get, get, get eaten away, devoured, consumed up. That's the first 
soil. The second soil is the rocky ground. Now here, germination does happen. The, the seeds do sprout. But the thing is, rocky soil, uh, it's, uh, there's not enough chance for the, for the roots to, to go down deep. And, and what happens is the sun comes out. Things get hot. Things get hard. Tribulation. Persecution. There, there was joy, there was this energy, there was this quick sprout, this excitement to be a sprout, a young sprout. But then the hard life comes, persecution comes, tribulation, trials come, and they are scorched, and they are withered away. The third soil is the thorns, or the, the weeds. Now here, uh, the seed actually grows up. It does find some, some soil uh, that it can live in. It grows some, some roots here. But the thing is, it grows up in the middle of all these other thorns and, and weeds. And, and it's choked out. It's, it's suffocated. And Jesus is like, this is the care of the world. Okay, our, our love of riches, our ambition of, of riches, and our hearts get divided, and we get distracted, and, and, and life kind of just crowds in and chokes things out. Now, the third soil doesn't lead to ruin. It's still there, but it's just struggling. It's kind of having this, this quiet, suffocating existence. And the fourth soil is the good and beautiful soil. It's soil that's, that's so good for, for growth. Now, good soil can have rocks. Good soil can have some weeds. But nothing that's going to hinder the fruitfulness. And that's, that's what the focus is here with the, the good soil. There's, there's fruitfulness to be found. Fruitfulness. 100, 60, 30 times. God multiplies in the good soil. God brings the increase. There is a harvest kingdom. And it's, a, it's amazing. Fruitful, fruitful, good soil. Now verse 9 is very important here. He who has ears, let him hear. He who has ears, let him, let him hear. You know, our, our ears are always open. We don't have ear lids, okay? Sound is always coming into our, our ears. And, and unless, unless you're disabled in, in one way that affects your hearing, you always have sound coming in. You have open Ears. And you know, our spiritual ears, we're spiritual beings, and our, we have spiritual ears. And, and the thing is, you know, are you listening? Are you receiving spiritual messages? Does kingdom news come to you? Does it germinate in your heart and life? Do things take root? Do you hear scripture? Does somebody pray over you? Does somebody encourage you? Are you listening to messages or worship songs? Is there, is there something in nature? Is there, it, how, do, how is God speaking to you? Are you receiving that? Okay, I'm talking about having disciple ears, discipleship ears. It's where we receive 
and we process what God is saying to us. When I was a young man, I, I gave this presentation that nothing really flustered me, that nothing really bothered me. And for the most part, that was kind of true. I was just this block. I was just this rock. But here's the thing. It's not that, it's not that life wasn't flustering. It wasn't that I couldn't get like riled up. That's not what it was. I didn't know how to process. My emotional intelligence wasn't super high as a young man. I didn't allow things to process. So, some things I did. I'm, yeah, absolutely. But, but, but there was a lot of things in life I didn't know how to handle. It, it, it just bounced off of me. But the thing is, that's, that's not healthy. That's, that, that wasn't right. I, I wasn't processing. I wasn't processing life. Okay, and then as I, as I grew up in Christ, as I continued to grow, God, God got a rototiller to me and started to plow things up. And I, I realized like, oh, yes, this is, how, this is how you process. This is how you grow. This is how you learn. This is how you, you pull weeds out of your life. This is how you learn to say no. This is how you, 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 you cultivate. Well, it's the Holy Spirit's work, right? The, the Spirit cultivates in you. So we hear kingdom news, and you know what? Yes, we are invited to process. We're invited to process. And you know, yes, the, the good news, the good news of the kingdom, absolutely, it has something to say about salvation. But the good news of the kingdom isn't just about the afterlife. It is for all of life. The kingdom has something to say. The king has something to say to you. And so the kingdom is breaking in. And so I ask you this morning, how are you processing all the, all the messages you receive, the voices that you hear? Do you hear the voice of the father? Do you hear the voice of the king? Are you processing what you're receiving? Do you repent? And believe the good news. People hear the word of the kingdom, and, and there are four different reactions. Uh, Jesus simplifies it for us. The message can be snatched away, no effect. You can be scorched, burned away, withered. It can be choked out, or it can be planted in deep and rich, healthy soil, which leads to abundant fruit. And so yes, Jesus does simplify into four different reactions. Jesus absolutely knows that your heart is a complex ecosystem. Jesus knows that, but he has this parable for you, and he has simplified things for you, for us today. You are invited to receive and chew and process. You are invited to repent and believe the good news that God has for you. And so I want to close with some diagnostic questions as you think about your own life and maybe the state of your own, of your own heart and your, your, your mind. 
you know, are, are you trying to identify? Are you on the path? Are you in the weeds? Are you in the rocky place? Are you in the good soil? Maybe it's a combo, right? Are, are, you, are you processing with me today and, and thinking about this right now? I hope you are. Um, I'm going to give you some questions here to just continue this processing uh, part of the Christian life. And the first question is this, how is the soil of your soul today? What is the shape of your heart garden? Do you feel beaten down? Does any of this make any sense to you at all? And if it doesn't, that's okay. Keep listening. Keep hanging in there. Maybe you've been doing this Christian life or a little bit now, or maybe maybe a long time now, but it's kind of just a thing. You kind of have just shallow interests. Do you have shallow interest in the things of God? Are you busy? Is your schedule maxed out? Do you feel choked out by worldly ambitions? Do you feel like the good and beautiful life is just too far out of reach? Are you living the life abundant? Is the king and the kingdom and everything that is embedded in that in that statement, the king and his kingdom and everything that is embedded with that. Is that is that is that in your heart? Have you have you buried yourself into the king's heart, the king's kingdom? Do you hide the word of the kingdom in your heart? Do you crave the mind of the king? Are you embedded in all of that? You know, we, we see from where we stand. We see from where we stand. And you know, nobody sees the whole picture. We don't get the total perspective. We just know who we are. We know where we live. We know who we live with. We know what language we speak. We know what kind of education we've received. Like, we have a certain perspective. We have a certain horizon that we see things from. But God, Jesus invites you to, like he knows that. He knows your horizon, but he's like, here's, an, here's, here's a different horizon. Seek first the kingdom of God and the king's righteousness. And so that's the challenge. You know, we see from where we stand. Are we standing in the kingdom? Are we striving to see in the kingdom with kingdom eyes? Are we seeking out the kingdom? And this is where we need each other because we all bring different perspectives and, and we're all invited to process together and to process things in light of the kingdom of God. We are citizens of heaven, citizens of the kingdom. We see from where we stand. Let's talk. Let's have conversation. Let's seek out the kingdom today. And then back to verse 9. For those who have ears, let them hear. For those who have ears, let them hear. If you are able to understand, please respond. 
If, if you have a message that comes to you, do you receive it? Are you listening? What is God saying to you? What step of faith and obedience is God calling you to take? Is there an idol that is bothering you, that is hindering you? Is there a stronghold that he wants to see demolished in your life? Take it to the king. Are there weeds choking you out? Take it to the king. And he'll settle the score. In fact, he already did. And that's what's amazing about the Christian journey is that in the middle of all this history, in the middle of the kingdom's history, Jesus has already said, I'm making all things new. I'm going to kill sin. I'm going to kill death. I'm going to die for the sake of the world. I'm going to serve the world. I'm willingly going to the cross. I'm going to the grave. And I'm rising anew. And I'm launching a new order of things. And this world, this kingdom world, is going to be shaped around the cross. And I'm going to invite my followers to pick up their cross and follow me. There is a kingdom with a king. His name is Jesus, and he rules, and he, ro he rules over his kingdom people, and he has a way for his people to live. He says, give yourself away, serve others, be humble, treat others as more valuable, more special than yourself. Cast your cares, cast your anxiety to the king because he cares for you first. The king is sovereign. The king is in control. And the king rules over all of heaven and all of earth. There's a message about all of this. The kingdom. And we as the church... We get to go out and we get to proclaim the kingdom and we get to bear witness. Sometimes we lose our minds a little bit because we're trying to bend over backwards, trying to make the Christian faith make sense for people and we're trying to do things that grab people's attention and some of that's okay. But Jesus was like, hey, for those who want to hear this, hear it. If your ears are open, Listen to this. For he who has ears, let them hear. Pressure's off. Church, we go, we talk about the kingdom, we proclaim it, we demonstrate it. Whoever has the ears to listen, let them listen. Because the kingdom is for all people. Are you in? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you are the gardener, and I just ask that you would take care of us. I pray that we could be seeking out the good soil. We want to hear kingdom news. We want it to be planted deeply within us. We want to bear good fruit. Father, if we're on uh, the path, we pray for the rototiller, Lord. We're 
on in, if we're in the rocky soil, Lord, we pray that you would provide enough shade until we can get to the good soil. If we're in the weeds, the thorns, if we're feeling choked out by life, if we're feeling tired, Father, would you remove and prune what needs to be taken back, Lord? Would you lighten our load? And if we're in the good soil, as we crave the good soil, may we just put our roots down deeply in you, where our roots can get down to the good, deep water, the nutrients of the kingdom. You take care of us, God. May we just continue to trust and grow and be sturdy, Lord. No wind, no waves coming in and knocking us down because we're rooted deep. And may we yield an abundant harvest in you. We want to seek out your kingdom. We want to build it up. We want to see it flourish in our neighborhood, Lord. We are your kingdom people. Lead us where you need us to go, Lord. We're following you. In your name we pray. Amen.